following program is rated M for mystery, malfeasance, and mobsters, and may contain trace amounts of murder. True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! The sun beams down on Los Angeles like a therapeutic heat lamp over a clutch of chilly lizards. It's a perfect, endless day for boardwalk strolls, naps on the beach, and mur- and murder. Chief, I got that new division schedule for you. Ah, Junior Detective Buckles! What uncharacteristically fortuitous timing. You got a case for me, Chief? By way of a gift all tied up with a pretty little bow, yes. Sybil Silvertongue, an up-and-coming auctioneer in L.A.'s high-stakes world of thereof, or she were previous to being stabbed until such time as we're not alive in her kitchen this morning. The 911 call came from her business partner, Tommy, also present, less murdered. He's placed his bid for guilt on rival auctioneer Max Mileminute, who, murder aside, I hear is an absolute peach. Great man. So Max walks in, stabs Sybil, and leaves Tommy to finger him? You see, I thought this one was about your speed. Shall I bring you Max's address and a pair of handcuffs on a wee silver platter? No, I need Tommy's. The case is too open and shut. Something doesn't add up. Damn it, Buckles, it's basic arithmetic. Additional damn it, is that the time? I have a competitive departmental bruncheon to attend. Oh, there ain't enough hours in the day. The two-hour drive through L.A. traffic to meet with Tommy seems mere minutes as Detective Buckles' mind is racing with questions. Why didn't that guy use his turn signal? Will the Beatles ever reunite? Who killed Sybil Silvertongue? Daylight murder, detective, of the most brash and uncouth caliber. The man is a menace, and I'm privileged to help put him behind bars. Conversely, Sybil's only crime was being a better class of person. We're gonna get to the bottom of it, Tommy. The the bottom of it? How many times must I... Read my unmoving lips, detective. Max, mile a minute. Of course, sir. But would you mind, for my own notes, going over it one more time? God save me from Los Angeles. This morning, Tenzies, Sybil and I are sharing our disgust with the unmotivated pour-over-breakfast brandy. As I suggest, for the umpteenth time, we pack our bags and leave this hippie hellhole. Max comes in through the patio doors and without so much as a hello, picks up a kitchen knife and attacks Sybil in some sort of jealous West Coast marijuana murder rage. Of course, I don't get involved because, my God! Afterwards, I call 911 on the assumption they'll arrest him, but I guess things work differently in Los Angeles. Uh, Pardon me, worse. Jealous, you say? Oh, Max despised Sybil. She dragged us here to give the auction-going public a more refined option, and Max couldn't stand the implication. I take it the public responded. Well, how on earth could they not? But his regulars are like a cult, and now this! It's just so tragic, how he thinks he can get away with anything in this town. You know, most of his lots are worthless, but he convinces people to tear each other's throats out for that junk. Plus, now that carpet's only ever going to be off-white. Also poor Sybil. Also poor Sybil! Did anyone else see Max? Is the word of a New Englander not good enough for the LAPD? I'm worth five witnesses. Six were I sober. Of course, sir. I'm gonna go see Max now, and if it's as simple as you say, it'll be a short visit. 
To you, the untrained listener, the case might appear to be open and shut. But, by the law of averages, you are not Detective Jim Buckles, who steps up to Max Mileminit's modest mansion, not with handcuffs, just an open mind. Mr. Mileminit, it's the LAPD. I just need a minute of your time, sir. Well, hello, Mr. LAPD. Is it a minute you need, really? funny. People say that. They never mean a minute, do they? They mean three or eight. You want to be a little more precise? I need exactly one murder investigation's worth of his time. Jeepers. You're a downer. Come on in. You mind if I jog on the spot while we talk? It's my routine. I'm real particular. I can tell, ma'am. I'm looking for Max. Are you his daughter? (laughs) Cripes. I hope not. Uh, We was never going to have kids anyway. I'm Trish. Max is upstairs doing vocal warm-ups. He'll be done in 28 seconds. I take it that's his routine. Sure. Every morning, 5.32 a.m. to 9.05 a.m. Every afternoon, 12.06 p.m. to 2.57 p.m. Six hours a day? Six hours, 27 minutes, hon. That's why he's the best. All right, now help me stretch. Grab my ankle. Ma'am, I'm really only here now about... up it goes. Don't be shy. Detective, you're blushing. Come on, push it. I gotta be done in four minutes, 11 seconds. Ah, much better. Officer, if holding my agent's ankle above her head is some sort of police intimidation tactic. Ah, Mr. Mile a minute, I... Trish, would you mind grabbing that list for me? Back in 57 seconds. Well, officer, I have you penciled in for the next six minutes. I could bump that to six and change, but between us fellas, you strike me as an efficient man. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm sorry, you had me penciled in. Soon as I got the call about Sybil at 10.32.54 this morning, LA auction scene isn't all that big. I wanted to give you all the time you might need. Very kind, sir. I, uh, I've just been to see Ms. Silvertongue's business partner. Ah, <sighs> Tommy. And I thought generations of careful inbreeding would have produced better than him. He's accusing you of misleading your auction patrons. Also murder. Misleading? I guess a little showmanship's part and parcel, but we do set all the lots out on stage, plain as day. Oh, yes, of course. I don't suppose Tommy mentioned he and Sybil were on the outs? I hate to gossip, but he was sick of us West Coast boys, wanted to get back to Rhode Island. But Sybil was a shrewd woman, had a majority stake in their business. He had to go where she said, unless that stake got uprooted somehow, or part of the vernacular stabbed. Framing me would be the cherry on top. That actually makes a whole lot of sense, Mr. Mile a Minute. Uh, sir. Oh, but don't take my word for it. I can give you the name of someone right now who can tell you where I was at the exact time of that murder. Or ten. Or twenty. Or fifty. Thank you, darling. As you may have guessed, this morning I was at my podium doing my regularly scheduled Sunday auction in front of, I flatter myself, a sizable crowd. So unless you know of an identical twin that I don't... No, Mr. Milamin, no twins, sir. No twins at all. It makes a whole lot of sense, what you're saying. A whole hell of a lot of sense. Thought it might. You all right? You want a glass of water? Uh, no. Never touch this stuff. Check with my regulars, please. I want it on record. Here's the names, Miss LAPD. Max's Sunday guest list. Sorry it's so long. He's all sorts of popular. Unless there's something else, Detective, I've got a speech to prepare. Career day at Trisha's high school. Oh, you're a teacher as well, ma'am. And do check those names. I will, sir. Thank you. I'll see you out. Y'all right? You look a little lightheaded. Oh, I'm fine. I just need a little... He's a very smart man, Max. Good chin, high cheekbones, great man. Yeah, but don't let him hear it. It goes straight to his head. <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. Most modest man I know, which you can imagine makes being his agent a bit of a snafu. I keep saying, Maxie, you got the fastest mouth in the world. Bet he broke all the records this morning. Let's get Guinness in here to officiate it. He won't let me. No, very modest, of course. Like, Jesus, great man. 
Max, I mean, not Jesus. Jesus, is that the time? One seventeen. I need to... It's one twelve, actually, sweetie. You should fix that watch. I could have sworn I did. Don't tell Max. Tell him my watch was accurate. Wesley Wellington's on this list. Friend of yours? When I'm not arresting him. Thank you, ma'am. I won't take up any more of your valuable time. Make sure you call those names. I want my maxi cleared of all suspicions ASAP, which would preferably mean within the next four hours, 16 minutes, FYI. From Beverly Hills to South Central, Detective Buckles shakes off the strange mental fog that descended in the presence of Max Mileminute. Now his mind is focused again on the tracked housing unit of career schlub Wesley Wellington. Oh, hey, Detective. Uh, gee, this is embarrassing. I'm not sure why you're here, you know, uh, specifically. But uh, I'm gonna roll the dice and say I legitimately assume they were my pants. I'm just here for information, Wesley. What are these piles of junk? Five seconds, you're busting my balls. Your name came up on a list, and I know you'd rat out anybody if something was in it for you. So what's in it for me? An attaboy. Yeah, I've read it for better, I've read it for worse. Who's your mark? Mr. Mile minute. Max? Maybe. Well, then you're barking up the wrong tree, because this canary ain't meowing. I don't have a bad thing to say. Great man. Great man. How often do you go to his auctions? A regular crowd, myself included, we go every Sunday, hence the uh, overzealous redecorating. Now, can I interest you in some scrap metal here? Or perhaps the gentleman would prefer to browse our collection of soiled rags? So you bid on this stuff and flip it at a profit? In theory. I'm getting real good at the uh, bidding part. Hey, is this about that frame job with Sybil? You know, I was at the auction last Sunday, and so was Max. No, of course. It's airtight. Great man. Great man. Great man. Wanted to be sure I checked in with his regulars, man of the people. Why would Tommy even try to frame him? It's so transparent. They must have known about his Sunday auctions. Wesley, I need to get on the guest list next week, incognito. I just... I need to go. And now what's in it for me? I'll overlook the fire code violations this junk is causing. Speaking of this junk, you got a watch in this junk? Mine's on the fritz. And for the love of- here, take it. Actually, no, give it. Why? It's busted. Busted how? What? Nothing. It's unreliable is all. Unreliable how? Okay, nothing untoward, Max, but I've been on three watches and they're all duds. I had to reset this one last Sunday. It was way off. Well, find another one. It feels like we got a real good thing going today, you know? Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater will be back after this. Hello. I'm Sybil Silvertongue, and I'm here because there's something wrong with you. You've let yourself accept less than you deserve. Oh yes, don't you lie to me. Once was the auction house a bastion of good breeding and refined morals. Now, speed is prized over civility, posturing and cavorting over P's and Q's. Stop it. Let Silver Tongue Auctions transpose your Sunday mornings and teach you to be a respectable human being again. Silvertongue Auctions, every Sunday at 10 at the West Los Angeles Community Convention Center. Rain or shine, no guarantees in case of murder. And now, back to the show. After a week of letting the case simmer, we rejoin Jim Buckles dressed in his incognito Sunday best, slouching in the last row of the auction house and waiting for Max to take the stage. Yeah, put the ball cap on before I sit down, Jimmy. I don't want to wear the ball cap, Wesley. Well, you're gonna wear the ball cap. Anyone sees I brought a cop for a plus one, there goes my street cred. Oh, shut up, shut up, there he is. <laughs> All right, folks, settle down. It's only me. Take it from the enthusiasm. A few of you know old Max. He got his toe dipped in some hot water vis-a-vis Miss Silverton. All right, all right now, no need for that. She was a fine woman. Those ten seconds a day, her yap was shut. But thanks to you beautiful people who all came out and saw me last Sunday, all suspicions have been cleared. 
Looks like you're stuck with me. But enough yammering, let's get to the lots, leading with this beautiful organic sculpture. Naturally sourced and sustainably harvested, it was reclaimed from the shores of our own beaches, a piece of L.A. history. The unique plank-like shape and stain suggests this very piece might have graced the Venice Beach boardwalk or Santa Monica Pier in our city's romantic past, perhaps last week or even a week earlier. Today only. You get the bent, rusty nails at no additional charge. Conversation starter, mantelpiece item, probably halfway decent for road hockey. We're opening at 50. The detective quitted incognito. What? Get your hand down. What are you, a driftwood enthusiast? Yeah, you know what? That's consistent. My hand? Oh, that's strange. I don't even remember. Isn't that interesting, Wesley? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Max has some trick with his voice, like he can mess with people's heads, like he messed them into thinking he was here last Sunday, right? That's pretty far-fetched, pal. That's why I've got the badge and you've got the house full of junk. See, he was laughing when I got the driftwood. 140, do I hear 150? 150, may I call your attention to the value-added barnacles? Ah, 150, thank you, sir. I've got a loose board on my deck that would be perfect for... Sitting on his hands, Detective Buckles fights this way. Max seems to exude on... the crowd. It's a breath of fresh air when the auctioneer takes his leave from the podium for intermission. One more favor, Wesley. I will not lend you money to bid on that dirty blanket. That is my dirty blanket. I left the watch you lent me with the concierge at the building across the street. Will you go get it? Why in the hell did you do that for? The faster you go, pal, the faster you'll find out. Excuse me. Shedding the baseball cap and stealing himself against Max's words, Detective Buckles approaches the podium. Well, well, folks, there you have it. Detective Jim Buckles. Spoke to him once last weekend. He's already hooked. That's funny. But this is getting a little stale. What, more questions? Trying to get between me and my family here. We don't like this. Sorry, Max. This time I'll need you to come down to the station. Let's kill him a bit on his body. Excuse me, Mr. LAPD, you mind giving my client a little room? This is harassment and you know I can get my high heel up your nose if I want. It's okay, Trish. Guess the detective thinks he's got something on old Maxie, thinks I can be in two places at once. Doesn't he know science? Know what I think? In here? It's my law. Ah, there he comes. Is that Wellington? Hope you're not relying on him for any key evidence. Hey, detective. Here you go, here's the watch. Hey, Max. Uh, big fan. Sorry, I'm... Helping incarcerate you. Gee, this is awkward. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go stand over there. Well, folks, my mistake. I thought I was scot-free, but the detective here has me dead to rights because he brought a pocket watch. Let's bid on who gets to kill him. Two watches, actually, Max. Two watches, which I set to the exact same time before I attended today. One I kept with me, one I dropped off across the street. The same time exactly, Max, down to the second. Could you read me the time on the watch I kept with me? It says 10.40... Into the microphone if you don't mind. 10.47 and 22 seconds. Thank you, Max. Much obliged. Now, if you could do the same with the watch I left across the street. 10.50 and 15 seconds. Ah, two minutes off. Do you think you could account for that disparity, Max? You've got at least one broken watch, Detective. Max is still funny. <laughs> that's good. That's very good. But I think I have a simpler explanation. You know, you do have an astounding voice, Max, really. Fastest in the world, Trish told me, and just as charming. Real shame you won't get it officiated. I mean, what do you have to hide? What do you have to hide, Max? We already know that voice can get people rooting for you, but what else can it do? What did I tell you, folks? My biggest fan on the LAPD. What if I were to suggest that your voice is so fast, so silky smooth, that it can charm time itself?
I'd say you were nuts. Two watches, one inside and one out, showing different times when they were set to sync less than an hour ago. No, Max, I think we're onto something here. I think in the immediate field of your amazing voice, you create a bubble of altered reality wherein more time passes than on the outside. That's how you were able to seemingly be in two places at once, and that's how you were able to kill Miss Silvertongue. Let me lay out the timeline for you. You take the podium at 10 sharp, and you speak faster and with more pure charisma than you've ever spoken before. Your whole plan is riding on this phenomenon, after all. While outside these doors a few minutes pass, inside, everyone experiences two full hours. At the end of the auction, you race to the Silver Tongue household and you stab Sybil. Everyone here is willing to swear they've been with you for two hours, which keeps you in plain view at the recorded time of the murder. Detective, I think you're in the wrong line of work. We've got to get you in front of Jack Warner with these ideas. movies. Well, you flatter me, Max, but the truth in my experience is stranger than fiction. Tell me, folks, just uh, call out if you remember having to reset your watch at some point after last Sunday's auction. How many of you found during the week that it needed a little uh, two-hour adjustment? I'm afraid the crowd's got a fickle loyalty, Max. It's a remarkable voice, but something tells me a hundred voices are still louder. Within what I think are minutes, the response team from the LAPD has arrived to subdue the crowd and arrest Max Mile a minute. Detective Jim Buckles steps out into the LA sun and savors the extended moment of a job well done. Crepes, Detective. For a second I thought they were gonna eat you alive up there. You're not the only one, Wesley. There was a moment after I accused him when... When what? Well... Time seemed to stop. Yeah, that's very apropos. Just think, he might have walked free if he'd just worn a mask. Like Tommy said, he'd convinced himself he could get away with anything. Guess his real crime was overconfidence. Also bamboozling the laws of nature. A and murder. And murder. Something I don't get, though. He was relying on all those folks backing up his story, but they all had to reset their watches. Doesn't that mean they knew something was up? What did they know, Wesley? Person's mind's got a real nice way of letting things be. On one hand, they sat in a room for what felt exactly like two hours. On the other hand, they had to wind back those two hours, maybe that evening, maybe a day later. But who's going to put two and negative two together? No, mind keeps them far apart so the world can keep working like it always has. I guess that's what you're here for, huh, Detective? Putting two and negative two together? Listen, I'm going to split, like I said, street cred. Uh, would you mind? And next time you check and make sure they're your pants. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Well, well, the last horse crosses the finish line. I suppose that in some objective sense I should shake your hand, Buckles. Thank you, Chief. Off the record, let me get this straight. You were sent to the house of a reliable eyewitness who fingered the murderer, and it took you a week to bring him in? That's broadly correct, Chief. I guess I'd say a week, a day? It's all a little relative, isn't it? And so we- Not in my precinct, princess! I swear, sometimes the most basic way in which that overcooked noodle of yours actually works eludes! Hey! Hey, Mr. LAPD! You son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! My Maxie is a great man, you bastard! How dare you lock him away! You haven't seen the last of me, mister. I won't forget this. Not in a million, eight hundred thousand, four hundred and 
26 years I won't. Get your hands off me. You're gonna make me late, you big lugs. You hear me? I'm gonna be late! Aha! And all of a sudden, your artificial extension of this case has become one blonde bombshell more explicable, Buckles. Off the record, I cannot say I am entirely unsympathetic, but on the record, you are an embarrassment to this police force. Like you said, I guess it's all a little relative. And so we leave Detective Jim Buckles to contemplate the malleability of our basic experience of reality. Their heady thoughts, unbecoming of this lazy summer day. Better he should take a long lunch, a light nap, or a boardwalk stroll. After all, none of us know just how much time we have left. Going Once, Going Twice, Murder was written by Joseph Beebe. Junior Detective Jimothy Buckles was played by Leet Stetson. The Chief, Tommy, and Wesley were played by Joseph Beebe. Trish was played by Marika Lapointe. Max Mileminute was played by Reg Matson, with special guest star Leet Stetson as your narrator. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Doubletake. Duotang Chesterfield wants to know, how fast can you talk? Send us your recordings by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com. Next time, C.H. Charles staunchly refuses to investigate while he's on vacation. Look, that cloud looks like Hephaicus. Murder at Massacre Pines, on the next episode of Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater.